All right, so in the last few solo episodes, we learned about building the right mindset and a foundation for taking on our life goals. We talked about living a life that is based on values, lifestyle needs, strengths, interests, and our inspirations. And then we looked at one final way to be a detective of your big dreams by learning from your existing day-to-day activities. Which of those things bring us more energy, motivation, and flow? Now don't get me wrong, all of the planning is super important, it can be really helpful, but in many ways, today's episode is kind of that moment we've all been waiting for. How do you finally take all of the mindset work, those foundations you've built, the brainstorming, and then get to the fun part of choosing a goal to focus on? How do we actually decide on this big, audacious dream to pursue? I'm a believer in pursuing big dreams for two main reasons. One, it prevents regret, which is such a powerful state of sadness. And two, it helps us live each day with a little more vitality, a little more kind of pep in our step. It doesn't matter if it's for work for play, or anywhere in between, at any given moment in time, we can establish a big dream. And whenever I feel like giving up on mine, I remember these amazing words from poet John Greenleaf Whitty. For all the sad words of tongue and pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. In a future episode, we'll look at a more concrete, practical, step-by-step filter to decide if a goal qualifies as a big dream or not. But in today's, for now, I just want to share one of the key indicators. A key indicator of a big dream should be that it creates an infinite game for you, or at least it creates the possibility of an infinite game for you. I was trying to think of a good way to describe what I mean by this, and I got the urge to see how AI would explain it. And I was pretty blown away by the response when I said... Describe to me the importance of playing infinite games when it comes to our well-being. And this is how the AI responded. As the sun rises in the sky and the day begins anew, or two, does the game of life, it is a game without end, with no clear winner or loser. It is an infinite game, one that we all must play whether we like it or not. And just like any game, there are rules to follow and strategies to employ. But unlike most games, the rules of life are constantly changing. The playing field shifts and evolves and the obstacles we face are never the same. To thrive in this game, we must be adaptable, resilient, and creative. We must be willing to take risks, to try new things, and to learn from our failures. This is where playing infinite games come in. Infinite games are games without a set end point. There is no final goal or victory condition. Instead, the goal itself is to keep playing to keep adapting, and to keep improving. In an infinite game, the focus is on the journey, not the destination. When we play infinite games, we develop a mindset of growth and progress. We become more resilient, better able to navigate the twists and turns of life. We learn to embrace uncertainty and to find joy in the process of discovery. And because we are not fixated on a specific outcome, we are more likely to enjoy the journey and to find satisfaction in the small victories along the way. 
Playing infinite games is also important for our well-being and vitality. When we are constantly pushing ourselves to improve, we stay mentally and physically engaged. We are less likely to fall into patterns of boredom or apathy, which could lead to depression and other negative emotions. We are far more likely to be curious, creative, and energized. So, as the sun sets on another day in the infinite game of life, remember that the journey is what matters most. Embrace the challenges, celebrate the victories, and keep playing. For it is in playing of the game that we find our purpose, our joy, and vitality. That was incredible. I couldn't have put it better myself. One prompt to an AI, and that's what it spits out. But the question then becomes, how do we name our own infinite games? In order to define or name an infinite game for ourselves that you could play for your own big dream, we have to be creative. But the number one enemy of creativity is judgment. Think about when you were a kid or kids that you see in your own life right now. Have you ever asked a child about something that they painted, drew, or built? We may be tempted to ask something like, what is it? Or why did you make it like that? Almost every time the child, the kid, they won't have an answer. Or they'll maybe just share their best guess because they think there is something that they're supposed to say. In reality, they don't have an answer because in those states of flow and creativity, they aren't able to judge. They simply create. And this is the mindset we want to have when we try to decide on our own goals and dreams, when we try to think of our own infinite game. If a kid wants to fly to the moon, play hockey, or be like Elsa, they just do. And we can use less extreme examples from children like wanting to be a shopkeeper, YouTuber, start a bead bracelet company, or trade Pokemons for a living. Simply put, kids want to play infinite games. They focus far more on dreaming, their heart, and their gut than they do thinking. So even if you are not a little kid, how could you think more like one? How can you wonder like someone in preschool about the things that you do at least a little more often? One of the ways to help bring us back into this state of mind is to try our best to reflect back or find artifacts that remind us of what we dreamed about as a little kid. Reflecting on childhood dreams that were abandoned can help bring about enduring interests that we might want to look into again, or at the very least, it will remind us of the types of things that we are capable of imagining. So there are actually two activities that can help us at this stage in figuring out what our one thing is. The first is to take a deep dive into one or more of your childhood dreams. For each of these dreams, use prompts like, what was something that you wanted to be when you grew up? What was the who, what, when, why, and how in order to paint as detailed a picture as possible of what you think this might have been able to look like? And why do you think you picked this dream? Define what success would have been with it and ask yourself if any of this translates to current present day aspirations or give you hints to things that you might like to do in your future. And the second activity is to dream like a kid again, actually 15 times. Challenge yourself, push yourself really hard to brainstorm 15 infinite games or goals that you could potentially pursue today 
if you turned off your adult thinking brain and went with your heart and gut to think of 15 dreams you could chase, what would they be? Now, it won't be easy. I know these activities can be quite difficult. Digging up our past memories may be challenging in the simple sense that we just can't remember. Or it might also be challenging if we do remember because you've had to live with regret that you didn't pursue something. But the fun fact is we are shifting our mindset back into declaring an infinite game that we can play which will help us move past all of that regret anyways. It can be extremely challenging to think of 15 things that you could do, but that's the point. It's supposed to be challenging. And that's why I said push yourself. One of the little tricks with exercises like this can be to have a conversation with someone else. An enjoyable chat about possibilities, childhood, dreams, and goals can pull a lot more out of us than we can imagine. So ask a pal to talk with you if you're stuck in any of these areas. If you can't find someone, you could always actually talk with a stranger. And in some ways, that can be more beneficial because it might help us think of things that we would have been blocked from thinking about if we were talking to someone with more history that we worry about upsetting or how they'll react. Sometimes talking to a stranger can actually be even more helpful. And if you can't find someone and you're too shy to ask a stranger, just reach out to me and we'll make it happen. But please don't tell everyone because I'm super busy. If you listened to the end of this episode and you think that even a few minutes conversation to figure out your one thing can be helpful, if you cherish that kind of conversation with me and you don't have someone else in your life to work with you on it, just let me know. As always, JKL community, thank you so much for being here. It really means the world when you pass the show on to somebody else who may benefit from learning, growth mindset, or goal setting. Until the next episode, all the best. And remember, just keep learning.